this is really an opportunity to consider being a student of yourself and of your sense of time. We were taught to be busy since we were little girls. We must extend some grace and appreciation to ourselves as we learn another way. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Fain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Well, hello, it is your gal Carly. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by the breakthrough sessions we offer in my private practice. You might not know this, but I actually take on a handful of private clients each year and together we work one-on-one to create a career that deeply nourishes you so that both your heart and your bank account are full at the same time. So if you ever listen to this podcast and think, geez, Louise, that was helpful. Well, you might want to apply for a one-time private breakthrough session with me. If I know I can help you, then we're going to hop on the phone and in about 60 minutes, we will get super clear about what you value. And then we'll create a step-by-step plan to make having the life and career you really want doable without you having to work as hard as you currently are. Head on over to carlyfane.com and click on the Start Here button and see what other people have to say about having a breakthrough session and apply for your own. That's carlyfane.com. Click the Start Here button and together we will make sure you have more time and energy abundance on the spot. As we get started on today's episode topic, can we just pause and celebrate the fact that you are here? (laughs) Hey, it's Carly. And I just want to acknowledge the fact that I know you could be many places right now. You could be doing so many things. There are so many people asking you for stuff or so many responsibilities you have. And yet, here you are in this conversation with me today about getting more time for you. I have this really firm belief that women continue to be systematically suppressed by being taught from a young age to be so busy that we don't have the time or energy to get to the things we really care about or to stand up for the things that we want to change for ourselves or the world. And it took me years as a coach to realize that it did not matter how driven or how well-intended my clients are and how great the custom plan we created for them going forward would be if they didn't have time to work towards the things they wanted next, none of that mattered. It doesn't matter how good our intentions are or how great our plan is or whether or not we have a system or even a support team. If we don't have the time that we need to hear our own thoughts and work on the stuff we care about, then it's not going to get done, right? So today we're going to be talking about straight up sabotage, (laughs) specifically time sabotage. These are the ways that we accidentally misuse our time. And I just want to give you some tools so that you can start to spot time sabotage a mile away. And that way you'll know what to do with things that are 
coming towards you that are accidentally going to suck your time or just kind of drag your energy down the drain before you commit to them. Because there's nothing like saying yes to something and then being prepared to get down to it and realizing that you're exhausted or maybe you're even resentful of either the activity you signed up for or the person that you're interacting with. And that's not who you want to be, right? You're not resentful by nature. So we're going to cover specifically the three B's, B like bridge, of self-sabotage that I see show up most commonly for my clients. And then we're going to talk about the antidote for each one of these. There is a solution. So expect to walk away from this episode being super clear about the time traps that are easy to walk into and how to avoid them and... If you're already finding yourself in a time trap, maybe you've already committed to something that's not really working for you and you find yourself being drained, I get it. It happens. So we're going to talk about how to fix that too. So quick shout out because somebody posted, of course, something that is directly related to today's episode. On iTunes, DRob419 said, this is my weekly tonic. I look so forward to hearing what Carly has on tap each week. Her insights and wisdoms always land just right. Five stars to every episode. Thank you, Carly, for elevating our community and our conversations. Oh my gosh. Thank you, DRob419. I want to tell you a little secret about me. Believe it or not, I am totally an introvert. I love public speaking. I love being on this podcast, but I recharge solo. Like I need a lot of downtime, maybe more than the average person. And I used to think that I was just drained because I was around other people. But I've come to realize that that's not entirely true. I'm drained by chit chat. I don't like talking about surface level stuff for very long. So if you put me in a room with a person or people that want to talk about what we value, what we want to improve, what we believe in, what we cherish. Oh, heck yeah, that is a tonic for me. (laughs) I actually find I can be around a lot of those kind of people or situations and feel really good. So thank you, DRob419, for being my tonic and being part of these types of really meaningful conversations. And hey, if you're listening to this podcast out there and you haven't left a review or a comment yet on iTunes, please do. I really value you and I want to be in conversation with you too. And just like funny side note, I've had a few people reach out to me because they're trying to leave a review on iTunes and they cannot figure out how to do it. And you know what? I think it's kind of tricky. It's actually not that obvious. So if you want to leave a review on iTunes and you're not sure how, go to carlyfane.com, send me a private message there or on social media, and I'll give you a little link that'll guide you right through it. All right. So let's get into these three B's of time sabotage. And then of course, our antidote for each one of them. I don't know about you, but I am a visual learner. So I want to give you kind of a picture here of what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about self-sabotage or time sabotage, it looks something like this in my head. There's a beautiful you, right? And you're walking down the street, minding your own business, going about your day, and all of a sudden you are hit by a time interruption. That's something that happens right smack in the middle of your day, and it might be really obvious. It might be somebody calls you up and they ask you to pick them up from the airport or somebody at work asks you to do a special project or to lead an event at your kid's school or anything like that. 
Or it might be more unconscious than that. It might just be you saying yes to something because you really do want to do it and you're excited about whatever it is. But suddenly now you've got this new task or opportunity that you weren't really like, didn't really have extra time for. And boom, there it is getting squeezed into your calendar. And when your calendar is squeezed, your sense of joy and optimism will be squeezed too. When your calendar is squeezed, your sense of joy and optimism will be squeezed too. There is a direct correlation between how well a woman respects her time and how much she respects her own value. So make no mistake about it. If we're talking about getting you more time, but what we're also talking about here is you really understanding how important you are to the rest of us, how incredibly valuable you are just as is. So sometimes as you're walking through your day and you brush up against this time interruption, I think of time sabotage like a dip in the road. Suddenly you're in the dip. It might be a little dip because it was a small request on your time, or it might be a huge dip because it's a really big request on your time. And I know that we tell ourselves sometimes, well, I can do this one thing or I'll just do this myself. I won't ask for help. It's just one thing, right? But we both know that those one things start to add up, right? You might even remember Dana LeMay on episode 14, our guest, she was talking about accidentally committing to volunteering to lead a three-day event, right? <laughs> like even something that big can happen accidentally. So if we're not paying attention, we'll be walking down the road metaphorically and accidentally drop into a pit of time sabotage. However, if we are paying attention to these three Bs that we're about to go over, we can begin to build a bridge over that time pit. And that's what you and I are going to do together today. We're going to talk about these bridges, these Bs that will let you safely walk on over avoiding that time sabotage so that you can continue on your merry way, increasing the quantity of time and energy abundance in your day. So as I give you the three Bs, there are also cures for each one of these, right? But here's the really important mindset I want you to have as we go over this. This is really foundational. Brushing up against time sabotage is not an opportunity to be hard on yourself or to have one more thing to stress out about. (laughs) One thing I have learned, because I certainly tried it the other way, is that we can't stress ourselves out as a way of feeling better. Another way of saying that is we can't beat ourselves up into joy. It just doesn't happen. We can't punish ourselves into success or to healthier relationships or better careers. It doesn't work. And I should know because I have tried punishing myself for many, many years (laughs) before starting my practice and realizing, oh yeah, that doesn't work. So the next time you come across one of these bees that we're about to go over, I do not want you to judge that time sabotage or yourself for the ways you deal with it. I want you just to recognize that it's happening. Oh yeah. This might be a moment of time sabotage here. And perhaps I can apply one of these cures to it in advance. Cool. So this is really an opportunity to consider being a student of yourself and of your sense of time so that you can begin to spot what does and doesn't work with you. Sans judgment, like without throwing a dose of harshness on yourself. It's just not possible. We were taught to be busy since we were little girls. We must extend some grace and appreciation to ourselves as we learn another way. 
So with that in mind, you should know that there is a master sheet that goes along with this episode that outlines the three B's we're about to go over, the cure for each one. And I also put in there a framework for you to actually journal into, for you to write into right on the master sheets. So if you want more space to breathe, even while you have responsibilities, most of my clients are not taking eat, pray, love years right now. They've got a lot on their plate and yet they still have more time to breathe. Go over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast, go to this episode and get your curing time sabotage master sheet. It's totally free and it'll be the guide that makes what we're about to go over really informally here together stick, right? So let's get started. We are going to talk about these in, in no specific order and we're going to go back and forth between the B And these are the bees. These are the ailments that get in the way of our time. And then the antidote. So we've got ailments and we've got antidotes. So as I'm going over these, just keep an ear out for the one that speaks to you. Is there one of these that's particularly present in your life right now? Is there some form of time sabotage that just seems very relatable? When you hear it, keep your ears perked up because I want to make sure you get the cure or the antidote for that. So. Time sabotage number one, the ailment is being busy. Now, when we're moving quickly and we're asked or inspired to do something or scheduling something, it can be easier in that moment where we're rushing or we have a lot on our plate to say yes, because we're not being fully conscious and we haven't had an opportunity to consider if this task is actually in alignment with your goals for that week or that year or what you value. So when you are already busy, like many of us are, you will benefit from being especially careful of the easy yes. So if you are a generous person who tends to be genuinely enthusiastic and wide-eyed and you get excited when you see opportunities come your way and you really want to be involved or you like to help other people because you're a good person, this one is particularly relevant to you because Anything can feel good in the moment, right? (laughs) Only to become a drain down the road if it doesn't match your ideals or your desire to have some time abundance. So the ailment here, the B here is being busy, right? The antidote to this particular type of time sabotage is to dare to pause. Dare to pause. Meaning, when somebody invites you to do something or asks to do something, or you hear about something that sounds really cool that you would like to be involved in or you would like to support, do not make an answer on the spot. We want to begin to get in the habit of daring to pause. And that could look like something as straightforward as what I'm about to share with you, which is something I have learned to use all the time. So specifically, if somebody is asking me to do something and I know I'm going to be excited about it, I know I want to do it before I even get to to look at my schedule and see if it's realistic, I have learned to say, hey, you know what? I've noticed that I get really excited about things and then I accidentally overschedule myself. So do me a favor. Give me a little bit of time to think about this and I will get back to you on Wednesday or Friday or next week or whatever makes sense for you right? So you're practicing radical authenticity here. You're daring to pause and just say what you actually need. Crazy, right? (laughs) 
like a revolutionary idea. So even it's just as simple as saying, I'm not sure right now. Can I get back to you? Or this sounds so great. Let me check my calendar. Or you know what I'm noticing? That I accidentally overschedule myself sometimes and I really want to do better than that. So I'm really excited about this, but can I look at my calendar and get back to you? Or better yet, I'm going to look at my calendar and get back to you. So the ailment here, the time sabotage is actually already being busy. The antidote is daring to pause, to buy yourself a little bit of time, to give yourself the respect to just be thoughtful about whether or not this thing particularly works for you. And you may have heard me say this before. I will certainly say it again. If we do not consciously pause and create the life and career we want, we will unconsciously live the life that other people request or expect of us. I'm going to say that again. If you do not consciously pause and create the life and career that you want, you will unconsciously live the life based on the requests or expectations of other people. Mm. So let's move on to the second B. The second B is boundaries. (laughs) The ailment here is around boundaries. So boundaries are not a wall between you and somebody else, right? Boundaries are a bridge. See, by the time we need a boundary, it's because us and somebody else or another party are no longer operating on the same page. We have different expectations or different desires. And so when we extend a boundary... When we say, no thanks, or this isn't for me, or that doesn't work for me right now, or that sounds great, but not at this moment, what we're doing is inviting the other party and us to get back on the same page together. We're bringing truth and information to a space where either truth or information was lacking, right? So we're considering, you know, how learning to implement new boundaries could be both liberating and unifying for yourself and others. I cannot tell you how often I speak with a driven woman and she tells me, Carly, I'm just craving more authenticity in my life. I am craving being around more people that get it or get me. And the way to have the time to do that is to begin to create some boundaries. So we want to remember boundaries are not a wall. They are not us isolating ourselves. They are actually us opening ourselves up to more of what we want. So the antidote here, it's practice. Because boundaries are really a practice, especially if just the idea of boundaries is something you know you want more of, but you feel really overwhelmed by, or you're not sure where to start about that, right? So, and if that's the case, I should say, we'll put a link in the show notes. There is my free Boundaries Like a Boss course available on my website all the time for you whenever you're ready to finally have better boundaries. So in about 40 minutes in that course, you will know exactly the system to upgrade your boundaries. So go to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast, and you'll see it listed there or in the show notes here if that speaks to you. So let's move on to the third B. This one is the one (laughs) that sometimes gets us a little bit riled up. The third B that contributes to time sabotage is blaming. It's blaming. It is just far too easy to blame external factors for why we are overscheduled. 
right? So to say, oh, well, she asked me to do it, or the kids need this, or they need that, or or whatever the reason, or it'll fall apart if I don't do it. Whatever external thing is cropping up in your world, and I would love to hear what the external demands on your time are. It's really easy to blame these external factors for why we're time crunched, for why we're overscheduled. However, chronically blaming external factors, it is the same thing as getting in the backseat of your life and just letting life drive you around, tossing you back and forth in the trunk of the car at its whim, right? We don't want to leave the steering of the wheel of your days to chance. We're not going to leave this in the hands of other people. No, no, no. While you're being tossed around and driven ragged in the back of the car because we're saying, oh, well, I have to do this thing because so-and-so needs it from me all the time. Women with time abundance take responsibility for their time. And if this is a new concept, it might bring up a lot, right? Because it is, it is, it's a lot easier to blame things on other people. And there will be legitimate moments where a crisis happens and there's an external demand that really vitally needs your attention. And there's no way that you would miss out on that or skip it, right? So somebody's in the hospital, that's the way it is, right? For a period of time. The house is burning down, <laughs> that's a legitimate concern. But if the house isn't on fire and nobody's bleeding, right? Then we actually need to look at who's in charge of your life, right? And at what point you want to be making the decisions. So here's the doable antidote to this one, because this one can bring up a lot. And I wanted to make sure that the antidote that I present with my clients, which has been working really well, is legitimate and that it's actually doable. So the antidote to blaming is having a plan, beginning to create a plan for you to be in charge of the decisions about where your time is spent. So let me give you kind of a light example of what this could look like. If currently, you know, your kids are taking soccer on Tuesdays and Thursdays and they're doing, I don't know, piano lessons on Mondays and they're doing, you know, after school something on Wednesdays and then they've got their friends on Fridays and you are the personal chauffeur, right? And you're in charge of driving all these things, waiting for them, picking them up, this and that it wouldn't probably be realistic to overnight just cancel all of those activities, right? That wouldn't be fair to them. It would bring up a lot of turmoil for everybody. That's not the goal, right? But you could begin to hatch a plan about it. You could begin to decide, all right, is there somebody else who could pick them up one day a week so that I have one less pickup to do? Could we carpool? Could I ask somebody else to do it? Or do we need as a family to give up one of these activities just so that we're all sane? Like, is there one of these that's not as important to them as the others that we could let go of, right? So we begin to hatch a plan. Now let's bring this into the world of your career. I've got a great client who works in a corporate setting who has begun to notice that over the years, unconsciously, she has become the emotional support system for everybody in her office. She loves people. She loves giving advice. She loves being the support system when folks are going through hard things because she's been through hard things. And so she wants to lend an ear and offer advice, but she's come to find that she's spending time on this every single 
day. And then she's not getting her actual work done. So she's staying late at work and it's exhausting her. (laughs) And so she's begun to hatch a plan about communicating with her colleagues at work about what times do and don't work for her to be giving advice or to be supporting them. So no longer can people just walk into her office and need support whenever they need it. She's begun telling people, hey, I'm going to be eating my lunch at noon. I would love to talk with you about this over lunch. And that's that, right? So just beginning to hatch a plan here. We do not need to make all of the decisions on the spot. We do not need to be radical in the ways that we suddenly begin to reclaim your time. But if we want to stop blaming and start being in charge of where our time goes, we do need to begin to hatch a plan. So the ailments here were being busy being so busy that we might say yes to something on the fly because it's just quicker to say yes and move on to the next thing in the moment. But the long-term fallout is that that keeps us perpetually stuck in the cycle. So the antidote to the busy response is the daring to pause before making a response. Now, boundaries are the second thing that comes up that can sabotage our time if we don't have them, right? And the antidote around having better boundaries is practice. It's daring to practice boundaries. And the third is blaming, right? If we find ourselves chronically blaming our work for why we're so busy or our spouse for why we're so busy or a certain friend or kids for why we are so busy, the antidote for that is to begin to hatch the plan, to take the wheel and decide what does and doesn't work for you. Remember, there's the master sheet that goes along with all of that. So you can really write into it and come up with your unique solutions. So the next time either busy or boundaries or blaming crops up in your world, you're not caught off guard. You actually have a plan ready to go. So what I want to know from you now as we continue this conversation is which of these three B's really stands out for you today? And which cure are you going to use to address it so that you can start having time to get to what you really care about? This is really an act of respect for your future self. The decisions we make today really impact the quantity of time we have tomorrow or the next week or the next month, right? So tell me, on social, tag me in a post, send me a screenshot of you listening to this episode and tell me which of these bees stands out to you and which antidote you are going to put into action. And if you're stuck, if you're like, ooh, I kind of have an idea, but I'm not sure, or this one thing just feels really sticky or tricky, I'm here for that too, right? You can send me a private message on my website. I'll jump right in and help. And I don't need you to be perfect because I'm not perfect. And we call this podcast messy and magnificent for a reason, because it is possible as women to be both. So remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep prioritizing what you value, including yourself. And I will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com 
forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.